Well, it's election season. Four weeks from today is November 2nd, and that's the midterms. And every Tuesday between now and then, we're checking in with Michael Shear, chief political reporter for the Caucus Blog at our partner, the New York Times. Now, we're just a week ahead of those midterms, as I mentioned, and there's debates and ads flying everywhere. Michael, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm well. All right. Join me. Let's go California, Connecticut, and Florida because there's debates and some, some uh, negated debates flying around. Let's go to Connecticut first if we could. Uh, we had a Blumenthal-McMahon debate just last night, right, in the state of Connecticut. Now, I want to tee you up here because Linda McMahon, former WWE chief executive officer, came out with this ad attacking David Blumenthal just before they headed into uh, – uh, sorry, Richard Blumenthal, pardon me – before they headed into the debate. Listen to this. Would you lie about serving in a war? We have learned something very important since the days that I served in Vietnam. Dick Blumenthal did again and again. If he lied about Vietnam, what else is he lying about? And then Richard Blumenthal, of course, came back with this response. There is nothing new in this ad, and there's nothing new about the McMahon attack on me. She's spending millions of dollars on it, and everybody knows it because they've been seeing it in their mailboxes. But as I said before, I'm proud of my military service. On a few occasions, out of hundreds, when I commented on it, I described it inaccurately, and I regret it, and I want to say that I am sorry. Michael Shear from the New York Times. They debated last night. That debate going to move any votes? Republicans would love to get this Senate seat. Yeah, this is a big one for them. You know, there was a time when uh, when uh, Mr. Blumenthal was something like 41 points ahead of uh, you know whatever Republican uh, opponent that folks thought he would he might have. Uh, you know, now it's very close. Look, these debates. One of the things that debates do uh, it's a sort of a reality in politics that people tune in very late. So here we are, a few weeks before Election Day. Uh, even though some of these subjects, the, the subject of his military service has been out there in the past, our newspaper wrote about it. It's certainly been now part of an ad. Um, you know, debates are when people focus in. You all of a sudden get this large group of voters uh, uh, saying, oh, there's an election coming up, and they tune in, uh, and, it, and it has a way of focusing a lot of these charges and countercharges. So, you know, Ms. McMahon obviously feels like uh, she's going to go at this one and wanted to put him on the defensive last night, and we'll see if it works. Now, you said that race is getting closer. The last I checked, it was 12 points. Do I have it right, 12 points with the Democrat Blumenthal ahead of the Republican uh, McMahon? Oh, I, well, it depends on which poll you look at. I mean, there's a, there was a couple of polls that I think showed him just uh, uh, four or five points ahead. Um, you know, it, it, although the Democrats were saying in the last couple of days they saw him pulling, uh, pulling ahead again. But, I mean, I think, you know, the Republicans, uh, tr- you know, clearly believe that with her money and with, uh, you know, some of these issues around that they have at least a shot at it. It would, it would be a big pickup for them. All right, Michael Schur, we're going to go out to California where there's a huge governor's race going on. Of course, Republican Meg Whitman, former eBay CEO versus Jerry Brown, who is currently the attorney general, former governor, former just about everything else in California. Uh, but the big news out of California was there was supposed to be a debate today and both camps canceled it. They both agreed to cancel it. Do we have any idea why? 
it's interesting. You know, nobody's saying. I, I, I talked to folks in both campaigns yesterday. They, they you know, they, all they sort of issued was sort of terse. Yeah, both, both, we both agreed that the debate is off. Um, you can sort of speculate, right? In the previous debate over the weekend, there had been a lot of clashing over this issue of um, Ms. Whitman's hiring of a, of a household worker who, who ended up being illegal and then firing her. Um, you know, it could be, for example, that Jerry Brown figures, hey, this issue is already taking off without, you know, and I, I'd rather not have my. Uh, fingerprints all over it, so better to let it just uh, continue without having to debate. You could see Meg Whitman, on the other hand, uh, thinking to herself, you know, the last thing I want is another debate to highlight this issue. H however it happened, they both agreed we're not going to debate. Uh, it was supposed to be, I think, a radio debate on a San Francisco uh, radio station, and, and uh, they decided in the end to cancel it. Again, indicating how important sometimes these debates can be as folks, as both, as folks tune in. You could also imagine people in Jerry Brown's camp advisors saying, um, look, debates can sometimes be about issues. Why risk that? We've got a great narrative going here with a hot-button issue like illegal immigration. Let's not bring the budget crisis or state workers or anything substantive into this. Let's let it ride. Well, and he certainly has a, you know, I mean, he, as every candidate does, has the possibility of making a gaffe or a screw-up or, or, or saying something that uh, suddenly, as you say, t turns attention away from what, what seems to be a pretty good thing for him right now. Uh, on the issue of um, of, Car of Meg Whitman's hiring of an illegal immigrant and then firing her, who are the voters in California who might move from Whitman to Brown in this situation? Are they Hispanic voters ex exclusively? Is this moving the polls? Um, well, it's, if you listen to the to the uh, if you listen to the Democrats, you know it looks like the polls uh, seem to be moving in the last few days uh, in Jerry Brown's direction. And you would have to think, look, there's a lot of uh, California is a huge Hispanic population. Um, you know, she has been trying to run as a moderate Republican, moderate on issues that um, you know might appeal to some of uh, you know some of the independents and, and centrists in California. And so, you know. Perhaps if uh, if Hispanics uh, in the state are waking up and saying, "Wow, this is not somebody we want to um, uh, you know to be uh, supportive of," that may well be uh, solidifying some of that vote for Jerry Brown. All right, that's Republican Meg Whitman, of course, facing off against Democrat Jerry Brown for the governorship of Florida uh, of California. And I'm going to Florida next quickly because Marco Rubio, the Republican candidate for Senate in Florida, the Tea Party favorite, seems to be running away with this race versus independent Charlie Crist and uh, Kendrick Meek, the Democratic nominee. Right. And, you know, that that's probably the dynamics there are probably set by the three-way race uh, that you have there. Uh, Charlie Crist, I think most people think, taking more away uh, from uh, the, the uh, Democrat than uh, from Mr. Meek than he is from uh, Mr. Rubio. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately it's a pretty volatile race. Uh, and, you know, if, if something happens in the next few weeks, it could change the dynamic. Imagine Florida being a volatile race. That's something new, right, Michael Scheer? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the Tea, Party's, it, Tea Party Republicans would love a pickup in Florida. It is one of the crown jewels of American politics. We're going to be following that race and races all across the country with you every Tuesday up until the elections. And I might help you out with that, too, Michael Scheer, uh, reporter uh, with the caucus blog from our partner, The New York Times. Thanks for joining us. Lots of races to follow over the next four weeks, folks. Good.